Hey everybody, welcome to Drawn to Us with a profile picture drawn by us, Ooh. where everybody is drawn to us. It's something like that, right? I hear yeah, someone yeah. say it every it's, week. It's all something like that. Yeah, I don't, I'm not The technical really sure. way to start it off is, hello everybody, welcome to Drawn to Us, a, pro a podcast where I permanently <laughs> screw up the open. Exactly, I'm sorry, I forgot that usually we do like 15 takes of this and then yes, we of just course move on. In fact, we actually start an hour early and it's just spent rehearsing our intro, which we never have changed and yep. which have never gotten right today. Yep. But on the first attempt, anyway. You'd so think, let, that, that, you'd think uh, it gets easier, but it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It, it actually gets harder every time I screw up because I keep uh, remembering the intro wrong because I always screw it up in the same way, right? And so that's yeah. almost a neural pathway in my head of, ooh, it's, he's doing the intro. Well, he's not being recorded, so let's do it right. Oh, hold up. He's being recorded. <laughs> End it. End it all. It is the recording curse. And as yes, everybody listening in might notice, today everything seems so much calmer and nicer and that the birds are singing. And, and you, you want to tell us why that is, Summer? Uh, I, I couldn't tell you, you know, but it, it just seems like somebody who's usually really talkative and I would say almost annoying, but not quite. Either way, somebody who's permanently putting in their voice is not here. And I also know why. And it is not something we're supposed to be discussing in public, though. Because I, I, I shall quote in perfect here. I'm playing with my nephew. So what's today's topic, Summer? Uh, today's topic is improvisation, oh. which is a really cool thing. Very and nice. so you guys might, might not know this because we've never told anybody. And you wouldn't even know it if we didn't talk about it right here, right now. But I was not supposed to be here for the entire podcast tonight because I had a plan to meet some friends later on. And Heck wasn't supposed to be here for the beginning of the podcast because yes, he had an appointment with being somebody who doesn't plan ahead. It, well, <laughs> that's one way to put it. Talking about other ways to put it, tell me about your week. Oh, my week. Okay, sure. A little bit of a little, you know, tidbits before we start getting into the actual topic. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, what have I been doing? I haven't been doing much. I've been working on my little comics, you know. If you aren't following me on Instagram, I don't really follow him. Like, it's not a good comic. I, well, uh, uh, thanks. Something to interrupt him. What? <laughs> something, something, interruption, something. And yeah. You know, I got scammed out of 160 bucks. I think that has to be the highlight of my week. I mean, did I tell you about 60 bucks? Yet? Yeah, That's almost bucks. a lot of money. That is that is almost a lot of money. That is right. Oh boy. Um what happened, right? I was trying to cancel this flight that I had scheduled on the 15th. And you know this website Opodo? No. It's like one oh, well it's like one of those price comparison websites you know you get on there and then they book for you and stuff like that well i had my credit card details on that website and when i wanted to cancel right they gave me an error message and then they said below call this number to cancel and i was like sure okay i'll call this number and then they i did this, i did this twice right i did this twice first i called them for half an hour and i've been i was sitting in the waiting line for half an hour before i gave up and then the second time I was more determined, I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit here for an entire hour and just see if anybody picks up. 
And well, it turns out the reason why the waiting list is so long is because apparently they charge you for every minute you're in that freaking call, which they did not say on the website and they did not mention anywhere in any visible capacity, which is, is why I'm legal? that is definitely not legal. Are you kidding me? I'm so sure that that is 100% illegal. And our local artist here on the server, um, I don't know. how. Our local artist, because we only have one. Well, for goodness sake, Summer, how else would you say it? Um, what's his name? Hey, Miss? I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh, the American guy who owns or who runs the cinema on the side. Pemis. Yes. Is he American? Uh, yes, he is. That is, I don't know, off topic. If you want to go meet him. Oh, wait. I think he is. I'm pretty sure he lives in America. I he could lives. ask him if I you're interested, guys. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just come here. You know, Finland, America, find out for yourself. I was talking about the server. No. <laughs> you know, we have a Discord server. Yeah. <laughs> we're currently well. talking in where you get extra special stuff. Oh, yeah, you get to interact with all of us. It's really fun. You tag me and I don't respond to you. Yeah, I do. <laughs> who, who, who wouldn't want that? I. Um... <laughs> you you also get to ask him to call number. And charge him, I think, a buck per minute, was it? I don't, I must have been it's like pretty something. cool, making money. So, you saved some. I, I what? You told me you got 60 bucks. Was it not from the website or did you just got scammed out of it? No, I got whole... scammed out of 160 bucks somewhere. <gasps> I thought you got 60 bucks. No, I got scammed out of the money. And well, now the... you're taking legal action. Well, I mean, I might have to, right? I mean, it's not okay. It's 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 a it's a it's not a, it's not like it's no money, right? It's not like there's no money involved here, but it's almost like I have to consider if it's even worth it to pursue like action, right? Because this is like one of those like scammy. You're gonna call them again, and they're just gonna book you more money, kind of dealios. You know, they don't have any public like way to contact them or message them right i mean i am looking into it right that's what Pamus um told me which is that i can i can contact a customer consumer protection in switzerland or something because they didn't indicate that they would charge me right so i can go yeah. see if i can you know get my money back or at least like screw them <coughs> well the one thing i'm definitely doing is i'm telling everybody not to use that goddamn website because are you kidding me like just sh share this podcast with your friends so they can also avoid getting scammed. Yeah, I mean, Christ Almighty, I got 160 bucks, man. That's more than like the flight I was trying to cancel, right? That's more than the flight I was trying to refund in the first place. Like that was 120 bucks or something, and they charged me 160 just to wait. So complete scam. Anyways, that's the highlight of my week. You want to tell me about yours? Uh, yeah. I'll just respond to Imperfect, who just told me that we're two hours early, which is not true in the least. It's fine. I will take this opportunity to take a bite out of some cup noodles. <laughs> Ooh, God, please take a bite out of this noodles. Frozen solid, I hope. That's the best <laughs> way to like somewhere. Nice and freezing. Oh, can you hear Delicious. this actually in the microphone? This might sound disgusting. Can you hear this? You yeah, it's like I can, hear, I can hear you talking in a microphone, but don't worry, it's not disgusting in the least. Well, Summer, I swear to God. Hold on, let me turn up the gain on the microphone like a bunch so everybody listening in can listen to me eat soup. 
Oh, yes. Eat it. Come on. G- give me a huge chunk and then chew it up. All right, like, sure. You like, you like this? Mm-hmm. The, the audio quality just dropped. Oh, yeah. You know, you know. Could you? Benefit heretic. This is the best. Right. But yeah, you haven't lived till you've eaten fr- a block of frozen noodles. Mm. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's accurate. I don't think that uh, anybody should take that advice. I, I think they should all take it, put it in the freezer for let's say a day or two, and then just get the solid chunk and eat it on their way to whatever public transportation they Is use. Is this like a life hack thing? Are you telling uh, me yes. you've done this before? <laughs> no. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not i'm neither confirming nor denying this <laughs> all right well uh, i mean this is a nice segue into what you were you know what you were doing in your week you know if it wasn't what i was doing in my week is being hella busy with university because i started uh, oh people joining in is always weird yeah i started going to uni this week again uni started again and i can't really and so uh, the initial week, I thought, goodness gracious, the second semester is really easy compared to the first one, because we have about half of the classes, and there's only one class where we have to take uh, something akin to homework, but, but a bit tougher. And then by the end of the week, I'm entirely spent and out of time, because during those, that week, they added three extra classes, which estimate to... Let me get, do a quick overview of my head to six or seven extra hours of university after next week. And we'll have to do three different homework assignments per week, plus writing a protocol for experiments, which is a first for me. Now, some of our, of our students have been doing this from their school because they went to a special school studying something technical, something related to science, which I did not. And it's really cool for them. So, uh, it's not cool for me, <laughs> but it, on the other hand, yeah. it is pretty useful that we start with stuff that early, because for now, we have more than plenty time left for people like me to learn how to do it. But yeah, that, that's what I've been spending most of my week on. I also finally got back to doing some Taekwondo, and I think that's most of it. I did meet some more people, of course I did. I went, oh, let me think, what else did I do this week? No, this, this week was just spent on uni entirely. And of course, meeting the friends again. And then on, on Saturday, which is today, I actually had plans to meet a lot of friends from uni whom I had to talk to course of the week because we were all hella busy. busy. And unfortunately, they've all either gotten home or gotten busy all of a sudden. So we'll have to rehash that in a few weeks' time. I have also still not applied for my job, which I really need. Oh boy, and, my job. And what you what? what you applying for? I'm I'm gonna become a tutor. Ah yeah. I think, I think cool jobs like that. That. Mm. Is this gonna like feed into your desire or is it like the that's not gonna feed into the path of like becoming a professor for you? It might. Uh, after <gasps> that's something I've been on Thursday after Taekwondo to meet and talk to him a bunch of course you talk to who a bunch 
a, a friend of mine who's studying journalism and who's going to move to Zurich next year. So you'll probably uh, drive over there with a train, meet him and get to do the podcast with him on one Saturday because he's going to be doing a special episode of his expertise topics. Oh, so he's going to be hip hopping here with me doing oh, yeah. a podcast. Of course. Oh, Either yeah, that sure. or I'll also drive to Switzerland just to podcast and make him feel left out as he's leaving us out for now. <laughs> Never mind all that. Yeah, sure. I mean, the three of us can hang out together and we can take a lot of selfies and then just completely uh, pester imperfect, you know? <laughs> of, of course, we'll, we'll post selfies of you because you liked it so much. Oh, Don't yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> also, just quick mention here. Imperfect isn't going to be joining this podcast. I oh, he isn't? I mean, he, he he just said that he won't make it for another hour. So unless oh, that's right. Yeah, I mean, unless we stretch it out a little bit more, yeah, we, I don't. We don't need him right anyway. Oh goodness. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, now that we're all caught up, you know, I think it's time to get into improv. Improvisation. <laughs> Ooh, yes, improvisation. And I believe you're an expert on this topic, are you not? Well, on the practical side, yes, but in the of theory, course. I am I'm completely lacking. There's surprisingly little theory behind improvisations. Of course, there's oh, well, some of it, but not a lot. Uh, but uh, t- tell me, why are you an expert practical side? Well, I feel like the more unprepared you are, the better you have to be at at um, improvisation. And this is not this is not me being like, haha. Look, uh, I miss the podcast. I'm late all the time, so I learned how to improvise. No, no, <laughs> this, uh, this, this, uh, this harkens back way further <laughs> to like the school days, right? Because, um, oh, did I ever tell you? I never told these stories on the podcast. I think, but I think the I was so unprepared for every school assignment, right? Every time, like they'd ask me to uh, hold a presentation or something like that, I would just be too lazy to do it. And especially in biology, because they had like these minute presentations they wanted us to throw, which took like, what, five minutes to make, you know, and they wanted us to work on it for the whole lesson or something. So I just not do it. I'd work on other projects. I'd doodle in my book. I'd uh, feed into the art side of me. And then when it came around to actually doing the presentation, well, you know, I think my most legendary moment there was I did. Wait for it. Wait for it. (laughs) Dairy. That's the only way you can describe it in this case, right? Because I, I was I was making the presentation while I was giving the presentation. <laughs> I, was, I was I was freezing freezing the projector, and I was talking away and rambling while googling information and copy pasting it into the slideshow so I could unfreeze it and move on to the next slide. Oh my god, I think the teacher at by the end of it, she said something like, Oh my god, you really did your research on this one. Oh yes. <laughs> of course she you did. Yeah. Well, I mean, the moral is that if you're unprepared, you learn how to improvise and it's or it's you weird balance. Fail you know? Crash burning to the ground. Well, you have to fail to succeed, right? You have to learn. Oh, that's a nice one. Failing to succeed. Note it down. Move on. Mm-hmm. It down. There's a pen. I mean, yeah, you haven't done. Oh, oh, you I'll want move. me to move on? Um, well, I mean, I was going to ask you: Do you have any? How do you see improvisation? You know, I mean, what's what's the dividing line there for you? Like practical skill, theory, etc. You know, 
I mean, how did you learn it? Because I'm, I'm assuming you can improvise, right? I can do so. It all depends on the situation. But I'll still need to knock down failing to succeed. It all, it all depends on what your mic cut out there for a second. On failing to succeed, uh, on how much info I got. And yes, I will uh, talk about it in a second. Okay, great. I'll just jump right. on. Will... Oh, go go on. This is like, Keep this on is eating. Like a... This is the awkward silence that we cut out of the podcast most of the time. <laughs> cut out, of course, this is gonna be cut out. Nudge, nudge. For goodness sakes, I swear to God, there was like five seconds of nobody talking, then like the mic yeah. cutting out and then me slurping noodles. We don't, we don't need that. that that's what the people come here for. That is the... <laughs> If not people to provide for the people. Improvisation. Uh, yeah. I think there's two ways you can improvise, and in the end, they're both the same, but there's two approaches to it. Uh, one of them is improvising is something you learn by being prepared. Most commonly, this is because you're just somebody who isn't isn't really attached to preparing or who doesn't get themselves to prepare for stuff. In that case, uh, you just become naturally apt at it over time because you have practice with shitting your way through instant situations. For goodness sake. So they, they do stress you out, but I suppose it also helps you to deal with certain stresses, which could be a good thing. If if not done in excess, because boy, yeah, of no, course, if, I if do it in excess way. constantly. <laughs> oh. The second method of The second one is because we've, we've talked about planning a few weeks back and how you could plan out your entire day, week, month, year, and how it's going to screw you over big time because it doesn't work, especially in the waterfall method. So mm. what you do is you plan ahead for improvisation and you give yourselves the tool you need to improvise. Uh, we've, right, we we've also talked about uh, different plans. So if you want to form any good habit, for example, or if you want to do anything, really, you need to formulate a plan in your head. Most of the time, we do it subconsciously in the second before we execute it. But let's yeah. take, for example, driving a car, which most of us can relate to. Yeah, sure. I can totally relate to that. Driving a car, you know, hand on the steering wheel, foot on the brake or something. Yeah. The, goodness, yeah. what's it called? Ah. Uh. Mm. You know, we have manual second stick. gear. Yeah, no, not second gear. gear. <laughs> you know, back in Europe, where we drive non-automatic cars, there's a third pedal, which is not just gas and brakes, but I can't for the life of me remember what's it called in English. Well, it's the nitro pedal, Summer. Come on now. <laughs> you slam no, on it to go The nitro pedal really is fast. the one you would pull with your arm. Remember? Oh, is it? Yeah. Ah. Well, the middle pedal what is the self-destruct button. I, well, okay, Summer, you know what? Um, let's not test my knowledge on driving a car. <laughs> let's better not test it here nor on the road. I've heard what people yeah. from your class do when they drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeesh, that's uh, another way of improvisation. And improv itself is a funny thing, in my opinion, because on the one hand, it's something you most of the time use when you are prepared. So when you haven't learned something, when it's a completely new situation, when you have very little information. Right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And here's the thing that would lead one to believe that these situations are what leads people to be good improvisers. I can't quite agree with that all the way. So, of course, it gives you practice, as we talked about. But I think you'll be far more able to improvise if you 
do research, prepare, and give yourself information, knowledge, and abilities to improvise with. with. And this all yeah. ties back to various forms of improvisation. So if I tell you, think of improv, what's the first three, four things that come to mind? Oh, boy. Well, I mean, the first few things that come to mind are obviously, like, Im improv humor, right? Because like, yeah. you Comedy. get that a lot on Netflix nowadays with, like, the, the big specials, you know? John Mulaney, Kid Gorgeous is one that's really good. I'm going to stop you here because I don't list, I don't use Netflix and neither should you. Moving on. Oh, goodness, Summer. That is another topic as well. That's another entire podcast, I feel. That's like social media addictions. You know, we could talk for hours about that kind of stuff. Oh, yes. On, on our glorious social media platform. Good. Oh, yeah. You know what? Maybe there's a bit of hypocrisy in there. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit of hypocrisy in most things. Yeah. Well, you so, know. Improv um, comedy shows, improv there is improv comedy, so yeah. Uh, yeah what else uh, do we have? Uh goodness. Uh I mean you have improv groups, you know. It's it's not just like a thing that you have to perform if you do improv, right? I I'm pretty sure there are lots of groups who come together and string together stories like as activities just to stimulate the brain. No, I don't think so. You don't I think, think so? I don't think there's groups who just make up their own stories without people having to perform because uh, improv is very useful or is to be used in stressful situations. So it's, it makes a little sense to put people in a really safe and secure spot where they'll learn how to improvise and then they don't still count when they're stressed yeah. out and really need okay, to. Yeah, I can see that. I, I, I could have sworn that I heard about people using it just to like improve their like i don't know their brain you know undeclutter oh, yeah. that brain make it oh, we'll, less we'll get into that in a bit but yes people use improv to uh let's let's get into it right away people use improv to be able to deal with their entire life situation because if you can do improvisation it's just going to benefit you, your quality of life greatly overall and especially in regards to jobs or things you have to do because we all tend to forget some things and if we, if you know how to improvise, you can mostly deal with it. Uh, yeah. It it also I mean, makes uh, well, yeah. We were talking you, about it. But you, go ahead. Yeah. Before you continue, sorry, I just want to mention something that I just thought of right now is um, I I don't think it's just that like you need to be able to improvise, right? That's not just it. I think people need to have the courage to improvise because I know for a fact there there are plenty of people who know how to improvise, but they just can't bring themselves. Like in a work environment or like academic environment to step forward and then take that risk you know so i don't know maybe maybe we can talk about that in a second because i think that uh, we will talk about that in two yeah. seconds because there's one oh. thing i'll note down and the other thing is you said there's a lot of people who know how to improvise yeah and who can't actually or who don't do it and you re re uh, connected this to courage with it courage which is a part of it but a mm. far larger part of it is Knowing about something and doing something are completely different things. Because let's talk about drawing for a second. Do you know people who study a lot of uh, art history, the theory crafting behind it, and who just know their stuff? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. There's an entire course of studies dedicated to art history, right? Yeah, it's very sad. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. <laughs> It's one of the most fun courses we have, and I plan or I consider taking it in the future. Well, I mean, I could kind of see where you're going with this, right? It's like people who take those well, courses don't necessarily 
make art themselves or are artists themselves, right? Which I think is a real shame, actually. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, it's like you're you're weaponized with all this knowledge, right? So you just don't. Did have you just a... say knowledge is to be weaponized? No, I said you are Your weaponized. Your idol made. Listen, See, <laughs> such talk and sees any knowledge regards is power. Of the expansion of human. What's like knowledge? What's like really, knowledge regards to destruction. You got the Bible, right? I bet if you smack the Bible across somebody's head, they'd pass out, all right? So uh, yeah, you weaponized the knowledge. I I, mean, I weaponized the book. No, well, no. I, you you see what I mean though, right? Like our artist here, Pamus, he is a very very traditional artist, right? Yeah. And he, he does study a lot of like old classical artists. And I I I mean somebody like him could definitely benefit from art history, right? Uh, he he did and he does. He is learning about them, and it makes him far better. Art studies oh, are these things oh, you do, you go, right? So, so don't you think it is a shame if people take art studies and they just never bring it out to like make their own art with it? And it seems like a bit of a missed opportunity in my eyes, you know. Uh, yeah, there, there's a quote by Elvis Presley, and I don't have the exact citation. I might get it later on. But what he said transcribed is. I pity all those people who have, who enjoy my songs and have never written one of their own. And there's a lot of quotes like it, which is just goes to say that most of the great creatives of our entire history, those we have recordings of anyway, uh, have at one point in their career said that everybody ought to do something creative, which is probably what you're going with here. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I, I can I can definitely see that and I mean support that kind of message. Uh, so can I, because creativity is something that's completely tied to, and as we talked about, improvisation is something great that everybody should do. As in, it I think it would be better for everybody if they could do it. It would help them lead a happier life. And of course, being there's two things that go into being good in improvisation. Actually, there's three of them. First of all is good preparation, that's a word. Second one is being creative, and the third one is being innovative. What about the, where does the whole courage thing tie into it, though? Is innovation. That more like... That's innovation. Ah, okay, sure. I was, I was wondering if it's like either that or it's like the glue that holds it all together. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you can, you can be creative, you can be innovative, and you can be prepared, right? But... If you can't take that first step, you know, nobody else is going to take it for you. So it's just... uh, that's, that's innovation. But we'll get into innovation and, uh, and their formal definitions. Sure. All right, then. Just, just the note that down so you can bring it up later on, right? In the meantime, I, I will be talking a bit more about uh, what were we talking about? Art studies and why people should, or why you're really sad when people who do art studies don't do art. And I, yeah. I can see where you're coming from, right? I, I get what you mean by it. You think it'd be pretty cool for those people and for everybody else involved if they would also were to do art and would show their skills, improve their practical skills in, in, as opposed to just their theoretical one. Because theory crafting is nice and lovely and all, but it never gives you finished product. Yeah. Unless yeah. we talk about writing. That is which is the easiest is. course I heard. Well, hold on now, <laughs> Summer. <laughs> You're a little veiled insults here. First of all, I'm studying literature. Right? Oh, that, 
Sorry, I, I meant literature. Oh, for goodness sakes. It's literally the same thing. Literally. Well, look, I listen, right? I'm, I'm so many people. Okay, this is a completely different podcast, but I'm going to go on uh, like a tangent sure, here and mention we, it. We have nobody who's going to. Inf- like, we nowadays, it's, it's become, or at least less now, right? I can see it become uh, less and less now that people in workplaces don't require you or really come after you as much for not having a university degree. But it's still there to like a large extent. And there's a stigma against people who don't have university degrees, bachelor degrees, right? And that leads so many people to go on and study just anything like literature, just purely to get a degree. But I have to step in here for my own defense and say, the only reason I'm studying literature is because I want to expand my writing skills, right? That's literally my only reason. I couldn't, I couldn't care less if I got a degree by the end of it. You know, in uh, this case, it really is more so like the, the stuff you learn a, a, along the way, you know? You go to the classes actually because you want to go to the classes and not because you're pining after some piece of paper by the end of it, you know? So, I mean, even if I failed the course completely and I ended up with no degree, I will still be glad that I went and learned more about the subject that I care about, you know? Yeah, that, that, that's really nice of you to end with as long as I learn something I care about. And I, th- I think we can extrapolate this to the entire field of everything we spend our time on, which is a bit bigger. So as long as you as a person have grown from it, it was worth it. It doesn't matter whether you start a $2 billion co- dollar company or whether you fail with a small business. It doesn't matter whether you write a great book that everybody loves and get praised or whether you write a short story that's absolutely trashed by everyone yeah. who ever reads it because I mean, it is it, trash. Exactly. As long as you grow from it. Yeah. Go ahead. It doesn't even matter if you screw up making brownies like I did because guess oh. what? Next time you can make better brownies, you yes. know? Well, here's the thing. Of course, uh, us saying it doesn't matter doesn't mean it... Li- it it, it does matter, but in the positive yeah. way, right? Yeah. It, it is more metaphorically as in in the overall run, you can you can use it as an opportunity to grow and make it such that your failure doesn't matter. Yeah. You have the tools to just say, I don't care about failing, I'll succeed anyway. Screw you, universe. Yes. And I completely forgot what we were talking about before this tangent. <laughs> oh, I'm shocked, aghast, beyond belief. I mean, you're more prepared, you know? You're better at... More, yes, we was talking about art history and how studying ah, is interesting yes. how people should be creative in their lives and what i'm wanting to add is if you don't enjoy drawing but really enjoy the history of art which i could understand because it's got some wacky people in there i mean oh, look yeah. at van gogh or michelangelo i'm right here <laughs> or other people with fancy names there, oh, there was cool. even a guy who drew uh corn as a portrait of a person, and it's one of the most famous, well-known. I think it's the girl with the pearl earring, something like that. Um, I, I, I do, I do. That does ring a bell. Yeah, it's it's Jean Vermeer. We've talked about, about mm. beforehand, but that guy and his drawing or quote-unquote portrait. Mm. So yeah, art history is really fun to study. You don't only if you really want to draw. You could do. Was summer? You cut out for a second. It doesn't matter whether you study art history or not to whether you should draw. You should only ever do art if you enjoy it. Even as a job, 
I don't see the point in doing art specifically if you don't enjoy doing it. And that's one of the biggest things. Uh, there is a story about a fisherman in Greece. So I've heard the story a few ages past. But it's, it goes about a rich guy asking a poor fisherman in Greece who he makes his living by just going out for ye for hours every day, catching some fish and selling them at the market. And so the millionaire asks the fisherman uh, why he's doing... Hold up, what is he asking? Him? All right, he's asking him why he isn't expanding his business. And then the fisherman asks, uh, what, do you know the story? Yeah, I, I, I just remember the story. I just, yeah, I just, in, that, in that case, we'll play it out. I'll, I'll be the rich bitch billionaire. Oh you'll well, sorry, I don't know what that will, but I'll try my best. Well, that's a good opportunity for you to improvise. I'll just so completely that... change the moral of the story and it'll be completely different. Oh, we shall see. It's a fun game. There's a fun game called Angels and Devils uh, later on. We're like, mm. we're splitting off from tangent to tangent to tangent here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, that's an important <laughs> skill in improvisation. We're just, just improvising. Go with whatever. <laughs> Ooh. You know the first rule of improvisation. It's not the rule of freeze, which is also big, but it, there's another rule. The oh, first no. rule of improv. It's to improvise. <laughs> no. That's not a rule. That's the entire point. <laughs> it's to, I don't know, is it to go with the flow? Yes, it's to go with the flow. So you can never say no in improv. Oh. In improv You're just not allowed. Oh, you, you can say is yes. And you know the oh. next word? Yes. That reminds. Oh my God! There's like so many things I want to bring up in like rapid speed. All right, let's do this. Oh, um, all right. No, you will. You will. Uh, go ahead. Take your notebook and note all the things you want to talk about. Down oh, right now, so you so don't much. forget them when we go off on the first tangent. Go ahead. In the meantime, <laughs> I will talk about. Tune out. Mute me if you have to, and write all your things down. Talking about I, improv. Uh, we want uh, to. Yes. We... Yeah, the moral somewhere. The moral we wanted to do that little story of. Yeah, we'll do the story after you've noted down all of your stuff. Or telling ah, you. Okay, so this is another part of the podcast we'll cut out. <laughs> are, you, are you already done with your story? Oh, well, no. Okay, what was I want? Art history, something. Oh my god! See, that's yeah. the thing. I completely forget as soon as I as soon... Note it down. Art history. Uh, art history, something. Uh... Creativity. Art history. Oh yeah, John Vermeer. Maybe you wanted to. Funny, wacky personalities. Studying it as opposed to studying it drawing. And then we had uh, never rejecting anything in improvisations. So yes, and, and yeah. that's what I, I think. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Let's let's go on with the. I think, all right. So, so poor fisherman, tell me, why aren't you expanding your business? Uh, dude, mind your own business. <laughs> right. Um, uh, that's not. <laughs> that's not uh, how the story yes, goes. Okay, yes, I will. Go. And my business lies in helping other people grow to a more happier life. So tell me, why are you not working a bit more for now so you can have more money later on? Well, if I fish all the fish now and I sell them all now, I won't be able to go back later and fish more fish because I'll have killed all the mama and dadas. Who can birth more baby fish for me to kill? <laughs> oh yes, I'm not. I'm not telling you to fish out the entire sea. I'm telling you to maybe start working on the sidelines and to build an entire fishing company. Yeah, I don't know where the story goes from here. <laughs> All I know is that the dude's like, 
I don't want to kill all the fish in the sea. Oh, really? That's a different story than I had in... Oh, is it? <laughs> well, I in, thought... in my story, the fisher guy goes, uh, why should I work on expanding my business? And the millionaire guys go, well, look, if you do this, you can earn a lot of money. And the fisherman guy, or the fisher guy says, why would I ever want to have a lot of money? The millionaire, of course, goes, well, if you have a lot of money, you can take some time off your job and relax, be... Maybe even buy a nice beach and go just lay in the sun relaxing, right? And the fisherman looks him dead in the eye and has uh, dead in the eye, lays down on his stool and says, well, that's what I'm doing every day. <laughs> I, I just really like that. So you, you can be happy regardless, not regardless. Uh, as you so have we were thinking money, of different you can be happy without more money. That, that's the moral of the story. No. <laughs> what? How does this tie into improvisation? Uh, well, one of those guys is clearly just planning ahead, and the other guy, and that's the millionaire, and he really wants to convince the fisherman uh, yeah, to build his business. Of course, the of course the millionaire has already had some experience in convincing people to, because he clearly wants something from this conversation. Yeah, and then we have the fisherman who's just improvising, right? And he do he doesn't reject anything the millionaire says either. He's just going with it and explaining his reasoning, and in the end, they're both they're both coming to a agreement to disagree or maybe just maybe the fisherman has even but that's the story i was talking about the fisherman has what somewhere you cut out there uh, convinced the millionaire to stop chasing money ah yeah okay uh. i can see i can see the link here um that does remind me of a different story actually oh go ahead again oh they no then don't go ahead <laughs> well i mean it's a very short story right um well how long is short short is like it's like three sentences or something all right go ahead well um it's the story of the eskimo and the priest you ever oh. hear that one no i haven't that's the first sentence you got two left oh for goodness sake somewhere mm. that's one sentence left give it your best so the priest tells the Eskimo, hey, yo, dude, you hear of God? He's a real cool guy. He rewards people who um, are good by letting them into heaven. And then he punishes the bad people by putting them in hell. And the Eskimo is like, yo, dude, what about the people who don't know about God? I mean, how does he judge people who are unaware of his presence? And then the priest is like, oh, you know, they are judged by God because they do not know. He cannot blame them for being ignorant. And the Eskimo goes, why did you tell me about God then? <laughs> yeah, I know the story. Yeah, uh, I do. So you, you did note that I really cut down on what you could do here. And it kind of goes counter to what we were talking about before. Uh, yeah, improvised. Yeah, just made one and not saying no. <laughs> uh, so here's here's a little tangent about tales in improvisation because that's a big one. Telling stories or living stories. And first of all, I want to show you the power of yes. So heck, uh, for yes. for for the next time, for the next ten questions, I'm gonna ask you. I only want you the only one. one. Oh, I only want you to answer yes to. Did you draw no matter what I say, all right? Are you ready? Wait, hold on. This can backfire very easily. You have just screwed up. I'm, I'm just going to go tell a story. I just want you to say yes to the questions. Okay. Can you do this? 
Yes. Good. See, that's the first one. So, uh, are we going to tell a story? Yes. Is the story gonna be about a wizard? Yes. Is the wizard called Tim? Yeah. Does Tim help a band of knights? Yes. Does he show them how to find the treasure they're looking for? Yes. All right. Uh, here's a question. Is there an issue with them sh him showing them the way? Yes. Is the issue a beast guarding the entrance? Yeah. Do they manage to get rid of the beast? Yeah, they do. Oh my god. <laughs> Is the count of the holy hand before you throw it onto your onto three and not onto four? I, I, I have no clue what you just said, but uh, yes. I, I quote it Monty Python. <laughs> ah, there we go. One of the greatest comedy uh, comedy troops of our time. Have you never seen Quest for the Holy I, Grail? I have seen Quest. It was it's a long time ago though now. Alright. I couldn't recommend rewatching it. But yeah. What what was so, this demonstration here? Uh we'll do another demonstration and you see. And I want you to answer no to the next two questions I'm asking. Okay. Does it sound fair? No. Alright. Are we gonna tell a story? No. See, and that, that's it. That's how far you go with a no. You just stop. <laughs> that's why improv uh, gives you the room. Don't say no. Because you, you can have an entire series of questions. Any before, point. Before I respond to that, right? I want to say, if you're... Kids, if you're, if you're being recorded and, and somebody asks you to play this game, make sure you trust them because Summer, Summer could have very easily been like... Hey, you don't like black people, do you? And I would have had to say, I would have had to say yes. Here's uh, also thing: if you are playing this game with somebody and they've they've tricked you into set into agreeing, you could always say, "Hold up, I don't feel comfortable doing this. Let's talk about something else." Right? So uh, oh. you don't need there's there's nothing and nobody forcing you to say yes. Yeah, I mean, do do say yes to a lot of stuff, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, all this you have you seen the yes man? You must have seen the yes man, right? What the flippin' heck is our yes man? Have you not seen the yes man? Because I have you... never heard of such an occurrence. Well, maybe it's because you don't have Netflix somewhere. For goodness' yeah. sake, what is the, the yes, yes man? It's it's an old movie actually, and it goes over exactly what you're saying right now. It's um. It's I Jim think, Carrey. I think yeah. I've seen a poster in a cinema ages ago. You must have. This is this links perfectly to everything you're saying. I mean, it's Jim Carrey, and he's down oh, on I his luck. Oh, Jim his, Carrey is. Well, it's an actor, and he's down on his luck, and like everything sucks for him, and he goes to the seminar right on how to improve his life, and. The person in the seminar seminar says, "From now on, you're just gonna say yes to every opportunity presented to you." And you just see, like, throughout the course of the movie, how like saying yes to very little things has greatly benefited his life and like made him a happier and more well-rounded person, almost. So yeah, I mean, if you don't want to listen to a crappy podcast about saying yes, go. <laughs> I have I've, I have indeed heard of the movie, but it's just been dug up and just got it back. 
So here's the thing. I have been reading Nietzsche, that is Fuss Spoke Zarathustra, a book which I cannot wholeheartedly recommend. You cannot. It's acceptable, but not great. Um? What is it? What is it about the book that you wouldn't recommend, though? Uh, Nietzsche's writing style is just very convoluted, Come and on. he does not get his point across well for the entire uh, thing. Uh, okay, it, sure. It's contradictory. So if, if you're into reading high stakes with a lot of fancy terms and worming around, squirming around, trying to be metaphorical examples, Nietzsche yeah, is you... for you. If you're, if you're tired of reading and understanding the book. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you can also sum it up in one meme that is, oh boy, everybody's stupid but me. <laughs> Literally the book. But, uh, fun, of, of course, he also makes a lot of valid points. Sure. I'll just listen. And one of them is about the saying yes and saying no. Yep. I think it was Nietzsche who said this. And there is no value in rejecting... Oh, yes, it was Nietzsche. At the beginning, he talks about a transformation of the mind. Mm -hmm. And so he says, there is no value in rejecting everything. Can we agree to this? If you just keep saying no, nothing's going to come out of it. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, life is an amalgamation of, you know, reactions to your actions. I mean, that's not always <laughs> the case, right? I mean, it's reactions of other people's actions as well, right? But it's fair to say that if you say no to everything, you know, you're not putting anything out there. You're not making any waves and no waves are going to come back to you. Right. And over time, you're going to get more isolated and it's 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 just going to suck more, you know. So, yeah, you got to say yes to stuff, my friends. <laughs> Indeed. And as we talked about in improv, you always have to say yes. You're you can never say no to anything. Of course, within the bounds of morality, within, please. Within, within the bounds, bounds of, society. of morality and legality. <laughs> Let's yes. just throw that in there as well. <laughs> with, within certain constraints. Yeah. Don't, don't let your life trick you. <laughs> you could be like the yes man and just say yes to everything. And it's an absolutely terrible idea. You should never do it. Because if you always accept everything, it has the same value as rejecting everything. And that's nothing. You would yeah. be like a paper boat in the sea. So you're sometimes floating eastward, sometimes floating westward, and you're floating south and west again, then north and then eastwards. And you end up, uh, up at the exactly same point. If you just go along with every breeze that comes your way, you'll end up no going nowhere. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all about like having a... I don't know. It's it's difficult to say this, you know, because I know a lot of people struggle with this, but it's it's about having like this inner self-worth and respect, you know. Like you can say yes to a lot of stuff, but you got to be able to draw your own lines and not be, you know, not let yourself be whipped around. Just as an art, you've got to be able to draw your own lines. Yes. I th I think I I could agree. I would have worded it as in you need to keep a balance between what you agree to and what you say no to. Yeah. But it, it boils down to uh, seeing yourself, indeed. Yeah. But yeah, we've, we've talked about saying yes and no to everything. So there is a second word that is almost as powerful as yes in Do you know what it is? A word almost as powerful as yes? Yeah, it, it, is, almost, it is actually an addition or an addendum to the yes. Because if um, in improv, if we just go, I say something and you say yes, uh -huh. then we're not really interacting the, 
and at all. It's just me doing whatever I want and you agreeing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the second most powerful word, the addendum to yes. Yeah. Um, or, let's let's have a fun exercise and try to see whether you can figure it out. And oh God, we're I gonna tell it. another story. You can all you always have to say you, to start anything you say with yes, and we'll see whether you can steer the story along. Right? Okay, sure. So are we going? Are we talking about a story here? Yes, and it's an exciting story. <laughs> Is the story about a princess locked in a tower? Yeah, and she's really fat. <laughs> she's what now? She's really fat. Fat. Yeah, fat. Like. All right. Yeah. Oh, like she's, she's stuck in be... the tower because she's and a dragon. Is <laughs> she actually willing to spend the rest of her time in this tower, perfectly yes, happy? She... Yes, she is, because. Tower has a lot of, I don't know, it's a cookie tower. It's got a, it's like is the story not tower. rather than exciting, really boring? Is oh, the yeah. story not a story yeah. where literally nothing happens? Yes. Then. Right. then... <laughs> now we're in a deadlock. Yeah. But, uh, tell me. Have you ha do you have any idea what the most power second most powerful word is? Well, I mean, I'm assuming it's a connective, right? Like and. Yeah, it, it is the word and. Because yeah. yes, and not only first of all it accepts what the other guy is saying, takes it, but it also takes the story you're telling, moves it to you, and gives you control over what happens next. That's what the word and does. So that's why the first rule of improv, all in all, is yes and. Yes, There's no no's, because no matter how long your chain of yeses go, as soon as somebody says no, it stops, and the entire story is lost. Mm. Uh, what, what's really interesting is playing a game here too, which kind of goes in the same direction, and you can do it with your friends walking along a park, for example. I used to do it with a writer friend of mine, because it's an incredible exercise for writing, I believe, as all in classes are. Uh, but the story is called Devil and Angel, and there is two people, most commonly Devil two people, playing it. Do you know it? I don't believe I've ever heard of this. It, it's not a very famous game as far as I'm aware, but it is fun to play. And so it, it, it actually goes similar to what we were doing beforehand. Each player gets a role, and of course everybody knows what role it is, because there's two players, and you have yeah. to know your own. And then you start telling a story about a character or an event, anything really. Mm -hmm. And you take turns telling the story. As, as with an improv, you can't say no. You can only work with what's already, what's already happened. So you can't alter the story's past. You can only affect the current moment. And then the angel's goal is to have the story have a good ending in some way. And the devil's goal in part is to have it have a bad ending oh, oh okay i see and it, I see it how this really goes. picks on your creativity and then your ability to act because you you have to work with what's already there well, i mean you want to you want to try this do we have the time to try this <laughs> uh, of course we have the time to try this we can wait for imperfect and we have so much more oh, we want I, to... I mean how long have we been waiting already oh we've I mean... been waiting for an hour 
about oh. <laughs> he should have been here right now well everybody um i'm not one to judge though i mean let's be honest here i'm the one who's always yeah. late <laughs> summer you judge who are we to judge in general i'm not one to judge by far Say that in a more convincing voice. <laughs> maybe, maybe. No, I am not going to judge anything for <laughs> anyone or anything, in fact. I do not okay. see myself having the authority. So, uh, on a moral basis, I cannot judge anything. Moving on, there are cases where I'll have to judge. And that is for my hypocrisy, sake. which I have to had to accept because as a human, being as an individual there's just things where i have opinions about which i feel like sharing and i'll do that moving on i just try to judge as little as possible all right i i, I was just fishing for a small funny answer <laughs> yeah. uh you and your scientific explanations now you want to start playing the game no <laughs> oh for goodness sake yes and i want to be the uh, Yeah. Yeah. So you want to be the what? Uh, did you did my call out? Yeah, I did. The, the what? I, I want to be the devil. Ah, there you go. See, I knew you were gonna pick that one. Because in, in the words of Tenacious D, I'm the devil. I has <laughs> never well, been. For goodness sake, Summer, you already. Well, it's a good song, all right. You're, devil, you're deviling my life story right now. <laughs> oh. Well, all right. You want to start? There's or? the will to do more. I will throw you off. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, and shall we start? Yes. And our story is about Tyler, <laughs> the intrepid adventurer. <laughs> yes, and Tyler is currently in despair because none of his podcast co-hosts are ever able to be there on in the correct time yes but he is also enjoying the fruits of life by being with his friends and family unfortunately those will be shut cut short due to him having long-term abandonment issues therefore clinging to his family which in turn again leads to him being more isolated yeah but it also opens up the opportunity for him to go to therapy and work on himself and eventually he will strive to become somebody much greater than he could have been if he had been born without these issues however this strife will fail miserably and he will have a horrifying existence remaining days on um, on this earth pardon me uh, what was that can you repeat that you cut out again yes and this trap will fail, leading to Tyler having a miserable existence for the rest of life on this planet. Yes, but as soon as he dies, he realizes that his greater existence as a soul and a spirit has benefited incredibly from the negative experiences, and he moves on to greater and better things. However, none of that can help him bear the burden of his loss. Yes, but the weight of his <laughs> loss helps him inspire other people and makes him a more compassionate and empathetic person. Or as, as he, as time passes, he sees all of his ideals, all of his inspiration take a turn for the worse, and all his 
teachings being grossly misinterpreted to an increase in violence and despair. Yes, but his incredible suffering turns him into a meteor of humanity, and he inspires billions and billions of future generations to go and rise above the masses and to become more than the sum of your parts so that they must not suffer as he has. And in their journey to end their own suffering, they become selfishly and turn into the greatest tyrants of human history. <laughs> oh, goodness sakes. You uh, mean billions and billions of generations of kids all turn into tyrants? Of course they do. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Okay, let's see if I can work with this. Oh, <laughs> yes, but ah, come on, G give me something more. <laughs> There's not been enough suffering in this. Oh boy, you know what? I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't think of anything <laughs> to do. In the far future <laughs> of the grim darkness, there is only war. My first instinct was to be like, yes, but a meteor crashes into the earth and kills everybody. <laughs> well, that's a nice happy ending. <laughs> thing is, I don't know how are you supposed to how are you supposed to twist this to make make this better, right? I mean, and, oh and god, Imper just give up. Yeah, Imperfect's gonna like listen back to this and <laughs> hear the horrifying story we've twisted for him. Hey, sure. thing, one of us has won this story, and it's yeah, not the good It is. But it was fun. You'll have to agree to this. It is fun. It, it is an enjoyable thing. And here, here is a good opening sequence to our story. Right? Uh, it is the 30, 41st millennium. For more than a hundred centuries, the emperor of mankind has set immobile on the golden. Oh my goodness, he is the master of mankind by the will of the gods and master of a million world by the might of his inexhaustible army. He is a rotting carcass riving invisibly with power from the dark age of technology. He is the carrier lord of the vast Ethereum of man. For thousand souls are sacrificed every single day. So that he might never truly die. <laughs> you oh, want me to go on? Because I really like this. Right? I, you know what? I mean, if if we get enough people who want like a Warhammer episode, I will oh, go. Oh, come on. It's a good universe. I, look, I will look into it and then we'll do a Warhammer episode if if enough people say they want a Warhammer episode. And we can we can spend hours discussing the intricacies of, but I don't it's, know. It's just pure grim dark, And of course, it's Trashy and hilarious. I'm it's sure fun. they. So they, like my they... kitty just came, and I'm so happy. He's Aww. a cuddly. Send a picture. Send a picture of the adorable cat. We'll throw it up on the screen. Oh, we'll force. I will once. Oh, but he's purring. I can't put. Throw throw the picture up. We'll we'll definitely. Yeah, we'll include it. Oh, he's, he's gone good. away. Oh well, never what mind. He's, he's still a good kitty. <laughs> uh, so yeah, now now you have a story you can. I cut off again. Goodness. Yeah, you, right. You, so you, now you have a story. You can yeet at your friends whenever you're going out with I suppose. I suppose you could do that. Or you could also not talk about Warhammer all the time. I know. I, I was talking about the game. 
Oh, the game. Oh, goodness sakes. I thought you meant we should tell everybody. Oh, the man who sits on the golden throne. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that, that's also cool. Hi, how's your week been? Also, <laughs> the man who sits on the golden throne. is literally dying for thousands of years. Oh, goodness. Always gets conversations started, doesn't it? I suppose. I mean, I, I <laughs> guess if it doesn't, you can always improvise. Huh? Oh, oh, yes, you can. <laughs> See, do we have anything else to discuss with improvisation? Oh, yes, we have a ton of stuff to discuss. Oh, right. Not even okay. halfway through the things. Oh, goodness. I Which is really fun. I thought we so, were done. Okay, well, before we continue, I totally forgot to mention this earlier, but I don't I don't hate art history majors. <laughs> you know, if you take art history and you don't you don't actively paint or draw yourself, I don't mind. You know, I don't I don't care. You do you, you know. I'm still not brick Hudo. He will throw a brick at your face. I will do that regardless of your major. <laughs> See, I don't discriminate. <laughs> of course not. Not even against writers called Juan. Juan? Juan K. Juan, Juan, Juan Quay. They see me rolling. Okay. They hate Next <laughs> of oh. Next part of improvisation. Next part, sure, uh, You have started this episode, or we have talked. We have talked about improvisation a few times ago, and you remember the story you wrote The one oh, that you one have just thought of. No, not the one at the very beginning. The second one. The angel and the devil. Uh, no, the one right before, after the fisherman, before the angel. Warhammer. <laughs> oh, no, that's me. It's also after the angel. Um, what was it? Something, something, princess who got too fat to leave her castle? Yeah, no, we're almost there. Princess reminded you of it, but never mind. Nisha writes like a son of a... It's bitch. a story you told, heck! Oh. It, it was the one you wanted to say in three words. Yes, did I? You did. Eskimo priest. Oh, yeah, the Eskimo priest, dude. Oh, yeah? I totally no, forgot I told that story. Uh, yeah, that, that's also something, uh, because I've I've had to have a trigger in mind with it as well. Because here's the thing, in my head, I was, oh, there's this story heck told, and I wanted to talk about him uh, introducing us to his telling of the story, but I couldn't think of the story until I had something trigger my memory. Uh -huh. But yeah, uh, so you started the story with a specific sentence, which I noted down for the purpose of rehashing it now. The sentence is, oh, I just thought about it right now. And I just wanted to remind people how powerful is this and how it shows you're really good at improv. So congratulations. Oh, really? Yeah. That makes me good at improv if I have a very disconnected brain. <laughs> it just picks you, up you, information at you, you just can come up with something on the spur of the moment without any actual visible trigger well i mean summer we've been doing this podcast for like 14 episodes